Hello everyone, um, welcome back to the Substitute Podcast. This is episode number 18, it has been a long time since the last episode, um, so I hope you haven't forgotten about me. But on this episode, I have two guests, I have Karim and Cam, who are the founders and operators of Trust Grading, the PSA middleman service. Uh, we will talk more about Trust Grading in general uh, it's actually in the second half of this podcast which will be released in a few days i'll split it into two just because it's quite long and um yeah i don't think most people have three hours to listen to a podcast but if you do just listen to them back to back or listen to any of the previous ones that i've recorded there are 17 of them and they vary in length from long to the last one which was very long but yeah, speaking of long, this intro is, the intro is always too long, but it's fine. People don't seem to complain. Anyway, um, yeah, the podcast is back, as you can probably tell by the fact you're listening to this. I also sound terrible because I have COVID, and I have for a few last few days, and it's made my voice. My voice has been fine, and then today it's just absolute trash. But when I recorded this podcast, which was about a week ago or so, when you're listening to this, I was okay. I wasn't ill. So, uh, yeah, we talk about a bunch of stuff. Um, we talk about trust grading, obviously. Talk about collecting. Talk about sports. Talk about pick and mix for some reason. A load of load of random stuff. But yeah, I I enjoyed recording it. And uh, as always, like, follow, subscribe um, to on YouTube and Spotify and Google and stuff. Um, Go and follow Cam Karim and Trust Grading on Instagram. I'll leave all the links down in the description below. And I hope you enjoy. And I will speak to you at the start of the next part. Or right now, depending on which version of me you want to listen to. I will see you soon and enjoy. Sorry. Just can you do me a favour in, in post-editing? Yeah. Can you make my voice sound a bit deeper? Thanks. Yeah, sure. I'll just slow You make me sound taller. Do you know what I'm saying? That's why I want the deepness because no one, it's very rare you see, hear someone with a deep voice and they're like four foot 11, you know? I was literally, I'm going to start recording and at the exact moment, Andrea went to the freezer and got an ice cream. Oh, what ice cream have you guys got? What have you got? Is it a discount Magnum? Yeah, it's a discount Magnum. Uh, do you know what I have? Soleros. Mango Soleros. I love, a, I love Soleros. That's a good By the shout way, to be. Tell, to, tell her I say hi because I've never actually met her. So tell her I say hi and tell her that she's very lucky to be in a relationship with you. I'm very jealous. To be fair, like yes. I, I may have actually convinced her to set up at a show with me. <gasps> Let's go! Let's go! Oh, so, man. so I really want to set up at a card show, but like, I'd love to set up at a card show as well. But it's one it of those. Show. It's just one of those things where like I have enough stuff now to set up. Getting to these shows is a nightmare because I can't drive. So, question: Do you want to set up a stall or do you want to set up an actual event? I would love to do an event. It's just I can't currently commit to doing it. That's so much work. No, but like, and also, but I, I mean, I couldn't do it on my. You can't do these kind of things on your own. Like, you either need sponsorship or you need like a, a team of people helping you out. And I just, luckily, the thing is, being in Nottingham, is there are lots of people nearby. So you know, I know people in like in the Nottingham yeah. area. But there's also people in Birmingham, 
there's like people in Derby. Like there's loads of people in the community that are around here. But um, I think it's just one of those things where if I wanted a Nottingham card show, I'd want it to be like not central because it would be too expensive. But like the tra- the transport the transport system in Nottingham is so good that if you had it sort of anywhere within like a two mile radius of the centre of Nottingham, it would be easy to get to. So I just I would love to set up a show, but I just don't think I can. So probably would be a stall. But, I wish um, you luck, man. I would, I would, I would, I hope you succeed in that. Because I mean, for me, you, you, you're so into it, and you're so you know your shit that I would. Wait, you would actually smash it apart. Wait, I need to ask this now because I'm, mean, you know, turn down my play map. Are we allowed to swear in, in these? Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, cool, cool. Have you heard the okay, one? With, have you heard the one with Josh? <laughs> with Josh. He, he literally so, so wouldn't I, stop. Yeah, so I started listening to that, and he kept swearing, and I was. Daughter was in the room, so I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna force this out." I just remembered as soon as you said that, I was like, "Actually, never mind. You've had Josh on this." The funniest thing was, so we before we I did my own podcast. We used we did one with it was like me, Josh, um, Matt, not Cully, um, other Matt. Oh, what Matt, we sports? Matt from we sports? Yeah, yeah, Matt from we sports. Yeah, um, and then there was, uh. Yaz, Vanillaxo, uh, and someone else, and we, we we did it. And oh my god, like the first episode, Josh edited out all of his swearing, and it was unbearable to listen to because there was so many. Like he used a Pichu clip to cover was, it up. Oh, I remember it, that. There was so many. It was, it was so bad. But yeah, I think for the we did a couple of episodes of the second one. He just didn't bother, which I I, I my ears are thankful. This is the thing. So this is this will be the first podcast that I've done in like four months. I need to watch the one that they said because they said I haven't watched that one yet. And they said, um, "Who is it?" Josh and Toby said. Well, Toby actually messaged me directly. I was like, "Bro, have you listened to Mark's podcast, the last one?" I was like, "No, I haven't yet." He's like, "Bro, listen to it. It's really good." He messaged me. I was at work, so I didn't see it until I. To be actually, so he messaged me and was like, "Oh, me and Josh are coming through Nottingham. Do you want to meet up?" And I was like, "I can't. I'm at work." But thanks for offering and then he was like oh we listen to your podcast on the way back but um yeah it's with zerk it's with zerk on it was a lot of fun i watched that one that was quite good um like watching like, him whilst i do work but but when like when That's you record like a podcast when you record a podcast with someone like it's interesting because i've never actually talked to most of these people before Mm. Like, like I've, like I've, te- you know, I've messaged like through like Instagram DMs or whatever, but it's not the same as like actually talking to someone. Hundred percent. So like, yeah. I, I would, I would say, well, I've had this is with the, I think it's like the eighteenth podcast. I think fourteen guests I've never spoken to before. Ooh, okay. So I that's think... harder though, isn't it? Because like with us, you already have like a, a basis, so you already know us. So like when you talk to us, it's kind of like. I'm not saying it's is you're not you you're not like free with other people, but you you don't need to break the ice because we're, we're the ice is already broken. You know what I'm saying? Whereas yeah. with like those people, it's gone from kind of small talk to then now you're trying to get a bit of a deeper conversation. So I'm I'm assuming it must be like a, a slight warm up, and then you get into the action. If that makes sense. See, the thing is, I think it works both ways because like so I did a podcast with Monroe, and Monroe is one of the nicest people ever, but we talk all the time. Okay. So so when we were like chatting backwards and forwards. And when we went to record the podcast, we had talked about everything previously. 
and I, I know he'll oh. be listening. I know he'll be listening to this, so I'm not saying it was a bad yeah. podcast. I had a lot of fun recording it. It's just that we talk, <laughs> we spoke all the time. So eventually, we'd just be like, you know, we'd mention something and be like, oh yeah, yeah, and then we'd we'd just I, have to move I, on. I can see how that would be. I get, I get, no, I get you, I get you, I but get like, you. So that's but good. With, but with someone I've never spoken to before, I don't know anything about them. So I, sure. if you know, for example, if I'm, so like, I, you know, I've met you two in real life. And we've been to card shows, and we know roughly what each other are into, like card wise. And so, sure, that's one of those things. Like we we probably wouldn't even bother talking about it because it doesn't like naturally come up in conversation. But if I speak to someone who I've never spoken to before, and I'm like, "Oh, what are you collecting at the moment?" and then they tell me, and then we can build off it, and then three hours later, we're still going. No, that's that's, that's a fair point. But My, Wait, um... you know what? Do you know what? Now that you say that, let's put you on. Let me let me put you to the test then. So, what's what's Cam currently collecting? Declan Rice. <laughs> There's another thing he's collecting. He brought it up a couple of times in the, in the in the Discord. Don't know if you remember. Ooh, I don't know if I remember. Is it is it, po- it is what Pokemon related? It, it's Pokemon and it's first edition. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh shit, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. You're doing your Rocket Binder that's got like first ed, normal, and Japanese in it, right? Yeah, I'm not correct. Less than ten cards away now, or less than fourteen. Gee, gee. Really... let me know what. Go on, sorry. It's just I'll just say it's a really cool idea because like, mm. the problem. So I love I love three pocket binders because they're small. But the thing about three pocket binders is that generally they make sets look bad. Wait, mm. I've never seen a three pocket. Do you mean four pocket? I mean nine. No, I mean, I'm, no, I mean nine pocket, like three by three. Oh, three. Oh, yeah, same, same, same. Uh, I like, prefer three by three. Is, the so size like, is ten times better. But when you have like mm-hmm. a so, so I have I have like a shootout set from two thousand six in like a four by four, and it looks so good in a four by four because you can see an entire team on a page. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, eleven players in a football team. So that's yeah, good shout. Yeah, it's, it's, that's why I struggled yeah. with the um, scores. Do you remember when you sent me the match text like oh seven oh eight? I struggled to find if it would in a binder because it just didn't fit with all the extras. Yeah, uh, that's that's the way I recently started the uh, fifteen sixteen set because I realised I had like half the set already. <laughs> didn't you get like um, a booster box for a tenner? Yeah, I opened like a hundred. <laughs> I, I opened like a hundred packs. I think cost me like twenty five quid. <laughs> so they were twenty five p a pack or something like forty p a pack or whatever. But I um, yeah. So I started that, but I've I've recently like decided that I want to put everything in binders so I've got one for Simpsons, one for Fallout, and then one is just that set. So I just bought a load of um I bought just cheap ring binders and I bought a load of um actually Mint Keeper brand. Just I love nine, Mint Keeper. Just three by three. Like just you know the ones that whenever you buy see someone's like childhood collection or you like buy a collection from someone who's had it from when they were a kid, it's those ones. Like those folders you get in like WH Smiths and then you have the, the actual sleeves in it, correct? Yeah, you just like jam the cards in and then all the tops of them all get damaged because you turn the pages and stuff. Exactly, against the rings they get damaged and dented, yeah. Yeah, so but, but like match attacks and like for stuff I'm not going to sell, I don't care. Like the Simpsons, I when we went to the show, which we'll talk about card shows in a bit because it's another reason. Originally this podcast was going to be just after the last UK card show or no so London card show that was my plan and then bloody I, hell and then I got busy and forgot to ask wait I swear it wasn't that long ago wasn't it the 23rd 
No, that was that was oh, the one just that? gone. I meant the one before. Oh, you mean the you mean the one where we all went? Okay. Yeah, that, 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 okay. that was the that was the plan. It's like because after we were gonna do like a like you know how was the show, and then you you'd also just like started trust at that point. That's true. Yeah. So That's I was true. gonna we were gonna talk about like card shows and and grading and stuff, but yeah. But at I the mean... last at the last show, I I bought two full Simpson sets from the from like the late nineties, early two thousands. So I now have like a huge binder full of Simpson stuff. GG. What about Dalmatians? Have you got a full set of that? Um, I binned all the cards that weren't fridge magnets <gasps> or fair and foil. You son of a bee. The you call is, yourself a collector. The problem is, right, with that set, all the cards look terrible. I mean, the, to be fair though, you, you did the box break as a meme. Let's be real here. It all went to charity, so like, I didn't keep any. I actually, yeah, don't, yeah. I actually donated like I doubled the donation because it just was like a pathetic donation. I think it was like eight quid would have donated otherwise. Did you mark? See, money but, mark, but still donates to charity. But again, shout out to Monroe, the nicest man in the world. He literally was like, yeah, here's a fiver. Just, I just give the packs away. By the way, this might sound really stupid, but is just so we know, is Monroe the one that's like M dot on row on Instagram? No, it's Pokemon Monroe. Pokemon Monroe. All right, let me see if I follow him because I just want to make sure that it's the guy I'm thinking of. No, it's so. Isn't he on a farm in Scotland? Yeah. He will be listening to this. Oh, Pokemon Monroe. I know who he is. I know he's Nicholas, his name is. Yeah. Yeah, I know. He's a legend. Yeah, I need to talk to him about this. He's a legend. Yeah, we've. So we're in like a group chat. Yeah, we talk a lot about like Japanese cards because like I'm really, really into like. Japanese promos like I'm not a big promo collector Same. expensive but I love Japanese promos because they're so I don't know what the word is but they're just so out there some of the they're promos. just so unique yeah so like we they're so about, well done yeah 100% so like for example like we were talking about it. so basically when I was a kid my first ever thing I distinctly remember ever buying with a debit slash credit card was um the 10th anniversary uh Pokemon movie folder which came with uh, I believe it was 11 promo cards and also there was a dark card that you can put in but it came separate from the binder I believe it was 11 cards I have to double check but anyways it came with like all the Pokemon in the movies and I had one sealed and I bought it I remember directly Cerebi.net had a link to where you could buy it so I bought it from their website and this was in the time where like not internet wasn't a new thing but like ordering online was a relatively new thing so when I bought from the website I told my my mom and dad and they were like you're an idiot you've just been robbed you know you're not getting your money back <laughs> And then it, it literally took because it was like snail pay up this post so surface post so it takes like literally two and a half months to arrive and when it arrived it was like my favorite thing i still got it sealed right so i was saying to him like i always wanted to like get all of them graded but if then one of them doesn't get a 10 or they get different grades it just doesn't look the same as a complete set of like tens or nines or whatever it is and then it was he was telling me like he collect he's collecting the the full set of tens and it looks so cool like it's they're just such good promos they're so simple but they're so good can you it's honestly, it's mental to me that we used to order stuff with no tracking, right? Like That's you what would, I'm saying. You would buy something, like either on the internet or just like on. You just like call up and buy it, and then mad, right? And then it would just yeah. You'd just be like, oh, it'll it'll arrive when it arrives. They'd be like, okay, I still yeah. act that way now. But like now, am I the only one? But now you can track no, it. You can track so. everything. I- but that's so, yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it wasn't like that. And I mean, I remember they used to use this website. I can't remember the name of it, but it was kind of like you know, sort of game FAQ sort of vibe. 
and it was a website you could trade Pokemon cards because obviously, like back in the day when you're younger, you you know it's expensive to travel around the country to trade cards, and obviously eBay was kind of kicking off, but wasn't a major thing yet. And I remember when I was like literally 13, 14, I used to go on this website and I used to go on disc like on a, it was like not Discord, like a forum website. And I'd be like, hey, I want to find this, you know, Gym Heroes card. And then we'd send cards and posts. You don't know who I'm sending cards to. Sometimes you wouldn't even get your end of the, of the trade, but it was just based on complete and utter trust, basically. Obviously, nowadays, you, <laughs> unfortunately, the world is a lot different now. But yeah, it's different. Crazy. Do you mean way, way worse? <laughs> I mean, I mean, way, way worse. Especially, especially terrible. Let's be honest. Yeah, anywhere, any kind of industry, any kind of like hobby or whatever, where there's potentially a lot of money or scammers can make money from scamming, in is gonna have this happen. Because mm. back in the day, Pokemon cards. I'm not saying they were worthless, but like, with set of, like 15 years ago, especially when Pokemon was kind of losing its interest a bit, they weren't anywhere near as expensive as they were like now. Even like commons and uncommons from like expedition or polis they've got some value to them whereas at that time they were literally you'd use them as your coasters like you put your drink on it you wouldn't no, even Jen, think about it you literally couldn't give them away like i know people no. i know people whose like parents tried to give their cards away and they, people said no they were, they were like oh do you does your son want our son's cards and they'd be like no why would i want them they're, worth, they're not worth anything he just doesn't care yeah, so I was yeah, never yeah. like that. Even though I went kind of, I wouldn't say I went out of the hobby, because, but to an extent, I never went out of Pokemon because I always played the video games and stuff. But in terms of cards, I stopped card collecting. I can't tell you the exact years, but I pretty much started coming back into it about 2017. But before that, all my cards, even though I didn't give that much of a like damn about them, I would never have chucked them away. Like, I don't get these people who just like, yeah, yeah, don't care about it anymore. Like, cards have value to me from them. Like, all my childhood cards worth way more to me than a lot of the modern stuff i have to be honest with you i, I never throw anything i'm pretty away. sure my mom threw mine away from when i was oh, a kid i've lost what? mine in my parents house somewhere like i it's one of those things where i know my mom wouldn't throw them away without asking me yeah but at the same time that doesn't, I know mean, that, I was... that, doesn't mean that they were thrown away they weren't like thrown away accidentally well, I yeah. think mine were given to a charity shop. Because definitely as a kid, I would have gone, like, oh, no, I don't want them anymore. Pokemon's not cool. I can't, I can't, cool. I can't believe you, Cam. I, can't believe I know, you. I know, just a fraud. Um, I, was a, I was a Yu-Gi-Oh kid, so I had all the first... Yu-Gi-Oh was cool in my school. I had all the I first edition decks. I, I have more nostalgia towards Yu-Gi-Oh cards than I do Pokemon cards. But I have more nostalgia and love for Pokemon as, a, as an IP. Because I love I love playing the games as a kid. I had the you know uh, what? I had the Yugi deck and the Kaiba deck, and I had all the I saved all the foils, and they were in a deck box with all my Pokemon cards I had, and they just, get, they they've just disappeared. I used to get given a um like if I got a good school report, I used to get to go to Woolworths. This is how old going but far we are, and I used to get like a deck. I could pick out any deck that I want. I vividly remember getting the Pegasus deck. And I was just thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Yeah, my uh, my sister would. My sister's ten years older than me, so she'd take me to Toys R Us with her well boyfriend at the time. That's now it's her now it's her husband. Um, but yeah, so like they take me to Toys R Us. I remember. So you know when you have like a favorite like player or a favorite card, and you don't really and like you know exactly why, but like no one else would really care. Yeah. My my favorite card, Yu Gi Oh card, is Black Luster Soldier, which is quite popular 
It's like, relatively popular. It's a cool card. But like I viv- have like vivid memories of buying the deck that it was in and just not caring about any other card apart from that. <laughs> so I, I would Isn't... never... Yeah, Karen. Sorry, go on. No, go on. Basically, I just like, like I've been trying to find one, but they're really expensive. You know Isn't what? Do you, like do, if, you, if you find that collection you had, like the, wherever it is, like in some random shoebox or something like that, if you, you know didn't get thrown away accidentally, would you have one of them in there? Yeah, and it would be sleeved because I remember sleeving it. I really hope you find this collection then. I mean, I, if it was if it if it was your house only, I would fully come over and say, "Let's go through a rampage." <laughs> oh no! But honestly, trust me. I have looked everywhere and I can't find it. I've looked for I'm it. I'm telling my, you, my parents it's going to be in some random box. You're going to find it in like a box that was an old poster, and you're going to find it in your Pokemon cards. Trust me. The funny thing is, like, like it's in actually like a hard plastic deck box because I bought one because I wanted my cards to be protected. And so, like, the Pokemon cards were ruined because they were my sisters, and then like, they were handed down to me. Um, and I, I didn't have anything good. I think I had like a hollow Clefairy was like the best card I had, and I remember it being absolutely wrecked even then. Well, like, I'm, the... I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure it'll be a thing. You're gonna turn up one day just randomly. It'll be in the most weird place because if I told you how, like, my old Pokemon cards, I found them about in about 2000, and, I want to say 2009, something like that, 2010. I found them because I didn't even know they were there. Even though I know I had them, I just didn't know where they were. K Swiss box. Do you remember K Swiss? When we used to wear K Swiss shoes. Do you remember them back in the day? Bloody hell. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Like that's what I'm saying. It's gonna be in some random ass box. I'm telling you. Yeah, I think when I so when I next go home, I'm just gonna like have a look in the garage and see if they're in there. That's because so my there's not. I mean, my parents' house isn't that big, right? So there's not that many rooms to look in. So we have. The room that I was was in when I was a kid, and they're not in there. And then I moved to the bigger room when my sister moved out, and there's, they're not in there because I never had them. That was when I was like sixteen, so I didn't even have them then. And then I went in the loft, and there's nothing in the loft, so it can't be in there. And then yeah, so it only leaves in the garage, and there's like, I've looked four times and I've not found it. But it's time's the charm. Yeah, so next time Listen. I go, next time I go back, I'm gonna have one last look, and then if I can't find it, I'm just gonna give up, give up the dream of finding them because I'll never find them. You know, it happens. It always happens to me is that like when I'm looking for something, I never find it, and then just out of the blue, someone will just come up to me and be like, "Oh, yeah, do you know I found this like thing you want to be like? I've been looking for that," and then you're like, you get so happy. So you know, I wouldn't be surprised if one day your mom's like, "Oh, I was clearing out some boxes and I found this case. Is it yours?" And you'd be like, "Oh my god, I'm telling you, it's gonna happen. Fingers crossed." Yeah, fingers crossed. Might have to a charity thing. I don't think I had any good cards anyway. This is the thing, is that I didn't have any good Pokemon. Like, the Pokemon cards yeah. I have now are better than the ones when I was a kid. But, like, the Yu-Gi-Oh! I had back then is... I mean, it's not going to be worth thousands. But, like, I would... With a Black Cluster Soldier, I would just grade it. I don't care what grade it gets. Yeah, but that's, yeah. For, your, that's for your personal collection. So, it's yeah. just, that's sentimental. Like, you'd probably never sell that. That's same with me with that, that, that thing I was telling you that that 10th anniversary folder. Like, I don't care even if it became worth like half a million. Someone's like to me, I'll give you half a million for it. It would be literally almost impossible for me to sell it because I'm like, I remember this first like huge transaction. No, thank you. Well, we said this mm. earlier. So like before we started recording, I was saying that I, I bought a Thierry Henry and it's like, you were asking me if it, if it got a 10, would I sell it? And it's just like, I, there are some things that I just can't bring myself to sell. Even if I had to get rid of everything else, yeah. For me, it would be that Team Rocket set. The thing is, it's it's not the card; it's like the 
like yeah, it's memory the, behind it. So with this Thierry Henry, right? So this it's from the Panini Hall of Fame set, and there's only a thousand boxes. And I I knew I was going to buy an Henri. I I, I didn't get any of the boxes. The boxes were like, well, they were free about originally. 60, 70 pound. But yeah, no, they're they're sixty quid more. Yeah, uh, I'm at one. They, they, to be honest, even the base set is really nice, so it is worth buying, and you get one numbered card in each box. So like, the, you, you you know, even if you get like a Van der Sar out of ninety nine, it's like it's not the worst thing in the world, is it? But like, yeah, but so what, even so if, the thing is, every single card, regardless of it being numbered, is maximum one of one thousand anyway, because yeah. there's only a thousand boxes, there's only a thousand sets of these, and technically not even a thousand. There's probably like. 995 of each card because once it's a numbered one obviously that removes one from the boxes isn't it so like every yeah, so... single card in the set is is my opinion is rare because that's yeah, a thousand so there's 36 numbered versions which means that there's 964 and you have what seven cards eight you get one of each eight. player oh per box yeah, yeah, and it's and it's a random one inside that's numbered. I watched someone open it on bits, ironically, about three four days before, um, um, uh, before Mark sent it to us, um, for trust grading. Uh, I literally watched someone open one on on bits, and he got a micro in one, and it was um numbered. I think I think it was one of a one hundred or ninety nine one. Yeah, so basically, I was committed to buying one, and I was like. It doesn't really matter how much it costs because I will buy it. So originally I was just going to buy it out of 99. And then oh. um, someone I was in a group chat with pulls an Henri out of 25. And it's 14 out of 25. So it's shirt number. And as soon as he yeah, pulled it, he, yeah. post, he posted a picture and was like, oh, you know, look what I pulled. And I was like, okay, I want to buy it. He didn't realize it was shirt number. He did. I told him. I didn't. So. I bought it from him. But it's like the story behind the card is like I wanted it so bad. Yeah. And then just randomly someone I'm in a group chat with seven people and one of them pulled the exact card I want. That is very weird, I'm not gonna lie. So it's like, you know, I don't want to sell that because there's like a memory tied to it. It's the same with um, I've got like a base two Blastoise. It's a it's a six. But it's like I bought it's the f the first collection from anyone on eBay I ever bought had that card in it, and like I graded it and it got a six. So it's like I'm not going to sell that now because even though it's worth like sort of seventy pounds or whatever, like it has that that memory tied to it. I get that. That's for me is my my base set Charizard PSA seven. Like if I had to sell everything, even like that that set that anniversary set would be really hard. But if I could only just keep one single item, maybe that base set. Charizard PSA seven because literally my wife gave me that as a, as a, as a wedding gift so that for me has got the most sentimental value of all the things because I never pulled one as a kid everyone their dad around me was pulling one I never pulled one but I I I, I truly believe that when I was a kid most of the places I was buying packs from were weighed because honestly it didn't feel like I got one in three packs was a hollow because I remember as a kid when I was trying to collect base sets I know you only get like one or two packs here and there but even so I only got like three hollows and like at least 50 plus packs I opened as a kid over the span of a couple of years. So it's just for me, I, I truly believe most places I was going, they were weighed packed. But what I'm saying is I never got a Charizard. And even as a kid, buying a Charizard for like 20 pounds was a lot of money as a kid, especially when the pocket money was like 10, 15 B, which in the day, 10, 15 B, you could buy a literal speech with that. Um, so it's the same value. It's, it's also crazy, right? Because when you're a kid, if someone's like, you can have one card or you can have five packs, 
it's a really yeah. easy choice. Exactly. To be fair, for some, for, for some people now, that still is an easy choice. Well, that's just thinking that. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I was talking to someone about recently. They were, they were opening up EX Deoxys packs because they were like Gold Star hunting and stuff. And I was like, but you could you could buy the Gold Star for the value of the packs, basically. And he was like, yeah, but it's not the same. It's pulling it. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to argue with that. But I was like, it's, I can't afford to take that risk. So I'm not in the same place as Tim. But still, just for me, it doesn't, doesn't make sense. But then when you talk about it like that as a kid, I'm, I understand it now. I I do it with super. I, I do it like match attacks, right? So like, when I tried to so the shootout set, I bought a box of shootout cards, and I opened the box, and I think I was like six cards short of the full set. Um, so I just bought those six, but like, it would have been probably, well, it probably would have been like half the price for me to just buy a full set. Exactly, but it's, it's not but it, the same though. But it's it's no fun. Like, like when I was a kid, I didn't collect Pokemon. I collected first thing I collected was like football stickers and football cards. So when I yeah, opened, like Merlin sticker, right? Oh, like they when, were shit. Yeah, like when I, opened, when I opened match attacks from like, well, they were from two thousand shootout cards were two thousand five six. So it's like I would have been ten at the time. So I'd have still been at you know when I was in secondary school. A little bit older than that. Well, no, I was, yeah, 95 I was born, so I would have been like 10 or 11. Yeah, I'd have been all on that 9 or 10. But like, my parents would like, you know, give me like a pound to go down the shop with and like, you know, buy like some milk and a Freddo and then I'd have like 35p left and I get like a pack of a pack of stickers. But so I when I use. when I open like shootout cards, it's like brings back like full nostalgia. I think that's I easy. Mean, that's that's why. Sorry, I cut you off. But that's like why all my all my Pokemon cards have like modern connections. Like I, I don't have a memory. Yeah. Like I remember. No, I, I, get you. I remember like commons and uncommons, like the Graveler from um, Neo. Like really, the really weird one where it's like two D. Yeah, which one you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like I remember having that card as a kid, and like a uh, Golem from uh, from Fossil. Like that was like my favorite card when I was a kid. That that pops that the coloring on that. I like that card. That also that card was robbed. Why is it not oh. a rare? Let alone a hollow. Should have been a hollow. <laughs> it was robbed. You don't it's need a... to tell me, man. There's so many gold stars that Pokemon that should have got a gold star version of it, and just there's so many Pokemon that they I think they they dropped the ball on. Because if no. you look at hey, a lot where's of my gold Gengar gold star? Where no, because it? when you look at a lot of the gold stars, I'm not saying all of them are. are a week, but some of them are like that shouldn't have got a gold star in my opinion. No judgment, but yeah, I just I think there's a lot of Pokemon that they miss with that. That's why I'm really glad that talking about the new sets. That's why I'm really glad the new set Japanese set in Cardes in Candescent Arcania is gonna have um a Jirachi, Radiant Jirachi because oh, so nice. the thing is most of the Radiant cards not Pokemon Blast, but most of them I don't think that are that. Special special i don't want to be rude but like yeah. i like it when the pokemon has a good background so like for example the eevee which you don't even pull it's in the box in english the 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 eevee in eevee collection box that for me eevee is one of the best ones because it has like a crystal background it looks cool so it's this also, one, um, I was... so it's also multicolored at the bottom that's what that's what i'm saying so like there's something you know unique about it right whereas like the charizard the blaster the venusaur 
I mean, the backgrounds just don't do justice for the card. Like, okay, I know it's a shiny card, don't get me wrong. And I believe it's the first shiny Venusaur card or shiny Blastoise. Shiny Venusaur? Shiny Blastoise? One of them it's, is the first ever shiny variant of it, from what it, I remember yeah, reading. It's, it's Venusaur because there's a shiny yeah. Blastoise in Plasma Freeze or Blast. It's a Delta Species one, right? No, it's a secret rare in the Plasma set. They've oh got... yeah, yeah, yeah no, got... no, no, you're right. J- James gave me one of those for grading recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. they've got so there's, that's... A, there's a shiny Blastoise and a shiny Charizard, but not a Venusaur. Yeah, so this is the first shiny, shiny Venusaur, right? In the Japanese, it looked okay, but in the English, I don't know. Just for me, it's like it's nothing special. Like if it's the first time, especially an iconic Pokemon like Venusaur is getting a card, I think the artwork. I think they let it down a bit. That's my opinion. Like, if you compare Radiant Pokemon and you compare it to uh, Amazing Res, which obviously Amazing Res are way more abundant anyways, but still, Amazing Res, for me, they did a much better job than they did Radiant cards. That's my opinion. The Japanese Amazing Res are, like, some of the nice... So I've got, I've, I got one next to me. When I when I bought the Henri, the, um, the guy, shout out to, uh, to, Mark, to uh, Pokemon Capital, who sold it to me. Um, which one? Which one do you have? I have the Aveltal from S4. Oh, the black, the black one with the uh, silver cool border. Card. It slaps. Yeah. It's... Uh, it's a cool card. But it's little it's things like the um, like the energies on the, like the resistance and stuff. They're all hollow. Like it just Japanese cards just have much such a higher like print quality. Well, Not even this necessarily is it. like actual print quality, but it's like the thought that the thought that goes into them. Like I know the English versions have it too, but like. Yellow oh. borders just ruin cards. I'm sorry, just this is the hill I will die on. It's like yellow borders absolutely annihilate shiny cards, especially for the character rares. Yeah, so for for yeah. big big cards or cards with you know very very like specific artwork, like you said, it just contrasts so badly with the yellow borders. Obviously, the iconicness of the yellow borders. Like I grew up with English cards, as you guys did, and I do like yellow border cards for specific. But like you said, for things like character rares, for things like uh, you know. Radiant cards, the yellow border in my opinion really takes away from it, especially because in the Japanese, I don't know if any of you have ever seen the spark, they call sparkling in Japanese, the sparkling slash radiant Pokemon cards. They're edge to edge with the same kind of pattern. So the card just completely pops no matter what angle you're looking at it, which I think looks much better than the English. That's why actually, I'm not stop collecting English because that's, that's a bit of a lie, but I'm not master setting any English sets anymore. Even Japanese. Yeah, you were doing that for a while, weren't you? Yeah, I wanted to do every single Sword and Shield set, but then when 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 Evolving Skies came around and the card, I didn't pull hardly any good cards, and the prices just kept going up and up and up and up. I was like, I can't justify keep spending money on to complete a set on cards that I don't necessarily like. Like most of the Evol- um, Evolving Skies cards, I do. So that set I allow. But then when it came to like, for example, Brilliant Star, some of the cards I was buying like 15, 20 pounds. I was like, I don't really like this card, but because I want to complete the set, I'll, I'll get it. So then I was like to myself, you know what? Brilliant Stars was the last set I complete. Evolving Skies still haven't complete, but like that'll be the last set I complete. And then after that, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to stick to Japanese, open up one or two booster boxes of each set of Japanese, which is still less than one booster box in English, and then get all the main set. Because secret res, most secret res nowadays, I'm probably a lot of people will be upset by this, but most secret res, in my opinion, are rubbish. I don't like rainbows that much, rainbow res. I don't know many people that do. Um, the gold cards are okay, but again, I don't think they're that special. Some of the gold cards are nice. Japanese. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you know for example, the. You know what's great? The gold trainers they've been releasing are the best parts of every set, in my opinion. Yeah. Gold yeah. trainers? 
yeah, like like the gold stadiums, like Path to the Peak and oh the, yeah, yeah, the stadiums yeah, yeah. Okay. and stuff. Like Path to the Peak, that got the full art in Japanese, is probably like the one card I actually want to buy from modern. The stadium, the gold oh. stadiums, are stuff that I really want to collect. After the podcast, let me know because I'm going to do an order from Japan, so I can tr- add that into the basket. Just remind me afterwards. Yeah, I've worked like 43 hours this week. I think I deserve a gold trainer. Oh yes, 100. Yeah. percent It's kind but, of um, to think like sorry, just to like. My, a lot of my childhood experiences were in Toys R Us, and now I work for the enemy. <laughs> but to be fair, Toys R Us is is closed down, but they're going to be opening up again. I don't know if you heard about this. Yeah, they're going to be opening up. Apparently, they've put, they tried to poach people from Smiths. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, thing we is, get friend, insta- inside knowledge friend, on this podcast. So, a friend of mine used to work for Toys R Us before they closed down, and when the closing down sale happened, she hollered at me and was like, "Hey, come, come! You can get like loads of discount stuff." And at that time, I was kind of like, mm, nah, I'm not really into it. Mate, the stuff they would do, I don't know if you know, but they're closing down sale because they did it so abruptly in the UK. Stuff was going for stupid prices. I remember they were selling like Nintendo Wii's for like peanuts, literal peanuts. It was they, dumb cheap. Yeah, yeah I and, I, and I wish I went in there because I honestly would have killed their Pokemon stock. I know even at that time, even though I wasn't super into Pokemon, I still would have like, if you're telling me you're going to get booster packs for like a quid, I'm going to buy it. Also, it might have actually started you collecting because if you could buy like, you know, fifty booster packs for like fifty quid, then you probably would have started collecting. I mean, true, but at least I I, I was able to rack up some savings then, because lately, like, it's been very difficult to save when you see so many cards you like. When did so Toys R Us close? What do you say? Sorry. When did Toys R Us close? I would say about must be about almost ten years ago now. Let me check. Toys R Us. No, seventeen. Twenty eighteen in America. Twenty seventeen eighteen. Well, that was in America. Because I was working in my old job, so that was. Over four years ago. Um, yeah. Well, it was before I met my wife, so it's definitely eight years ago. Uh, six years ago, sorry. Oh, no, actually, no, yeah. No. Uh, actually, maybe it was 2018. Yeah, it was 2018, yeah. It feels like much, much further ago than... Uh, further ago. Much yeah, no, it before really, that. COVID has ruined my timescales. You know what? I've said the same thing, yeah. Those two, because of COVID, I no genuinely, idea. I don't remember when is what and what is where. I don't that know what sense. happens anymore. Could you, Not to cool. be, honestly, to be fair, even if like Guardians Rising packs were a pound, I think I still wouldn't buy them. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. That's was dog. Do you, you know what? <laughs> I'm sorry, a set worse than that for me, and I, I I stand on this hill even though everyone says it, and they, some people tell me, like, you're wrong. Rebel Clash. For me, that set, there's not a single card in that set I like. I'm not even exaggerating. See, oh, the, the boss's with... orders is nice. The, the, the boss's Re- orders is, like, it's not, it's not, I'm not saying it's not a nice card. I'm just saying. It doesn't carry the set. Yeah, right? do you know what I mean? It's not enough yeah, for me yeah. to go, let me open a booster pack. The thing about Rebel Clash is it has the, the first VMAX appearances of the, like, fully evolved starters and i actually think that the the rainbows of them are quite nice so that's why i don't mind rebel clash like i i think that that the most disappointing sword and shield set is probably shining fates but only because everybody ruined it like uh, it was shining it, what sorry shining fates oh shining fates so that's shining set. fates oh, shining boy. fates so shining fates what was it in shiny star v right in Japanese. Yeah, Shining Star V is a great set. So Shining Star, Shining Star V is like probably one of my favourite sets. And when it came out, I bought boxes from Japan and opened loads of them and it was like lots of fun. I sent some stuff to PSA. But then the delay between that and Shining Fates, the hype for Shining Fates was so high. I remember like I had to, I ordered the um, 
the three shiny Pokemon tins. Oh, on... Cramorant, Bolton, and Eldegoss. Yeah, I ordered them on Chaos Cards. Like four months early, or something stupid like that, three months early. And when the set came out, everyone was so hyped for the set and had already pre ordered so much that within about three days, nobody cared. And that was, yeah. the, it was, and that it was, was like the that start with Pokemon of, Go, to be fair. That was, that, that's what I was saying. That, that is the start of the hype outweighing the actual how good the set is. So, and that Pokemon company are just as. Just such a shame. They're just, they're, their Pokemon company was guilty for doing it as anyone else. It's like. They, mm. Pokemon Go came out and they were like, oh, Lost Origins coming out in two months. And this was like two days before the Pokemon Go set came out. They like, do well, this every set. I don't know why they do this, to be honest with you. It just makes no sense because, like, obviously, obviously it's not hurting their sales because they made, like, literally billions last year. But, like, it just, it just kills it a little bit. Especially, it also seems like people are getting product much earlier now than they ever have. Like, people, they were selling Lost Origins in shops, like, two months early in some countries. No, they still are. In in Walmart in America, you can get Lost Origin packs. That's how we know pretty much the whole full set lineup. Especially the trainer gallery. Um, But, thing is, right, this is my opinion, and this is, I can't remember who I was talking to you. I want to say it was uh, Toby and Josh, but I don't want to say for sure it was them, but I'm pretty sure it was them. We were having a conversation, we were talking about how sets in English have lost their identity in a way. Because, like, if you look at a lot of, like, um, EX era and, like, black and white eras, you know, each set had a sort of reference point in the games or, like, in the anime or, like, what was the theme at that time. Whereas, like, if you look at a lot of the sets nowadays, because we're catching up to Japanese sets all the time, no set sort of has an identity. Like, forget Evolving Skies as an example. If you look at, for example, Astral Radiance, there's not really... Like, when I look at that set, no judgment to that set, but I don't think it's an amazing set. There's not really any theme to it, okay? And it feels like they're kind of doing this now. Like, Battle Stars is another example. Like, they're bringing a new game mechanic, which is fair enough, but there's not really anything iconic about that set. And I think if you look at Japanese, for example, even though, like, I'm relatively new to collecting properly Japanese, minus those promos, is all the Japanese sets, they're so small and cohesive that you get the theme of the set. Like, the last set, which was Dark Phantasma, is obviously a Hisuian Zoroark set. That was the main sort of focus in that. This new set that recently came out, Lost Abyss, it's a Giratina set, you know? What is the, the new set in English that's coming out, Lost Origins? Yeah, it's a Giratina set, but it's so bloated from all the other sets that they had to kind of combine to get all the cards out. It's taken away from the set already for me. That's that's my personal opinion. Because the chase cards in that, even though the, the, the forefront Pokemon is Giratina, for me, the chase cards in that set technically aren't Giratina, because, apart from the alt art, because the trainer gallery has the CHR of Pikachu, has the C- secret uh, character secret rare of Pikachu V and V Max, which is a really nice card in my opinion too. And then you've got the golds, which are the gold Pikachu, and they've apparently got the gold Mew in the set as well. So like, the trainer gallery for me has now become so good that I don't I don't even care about the main set anymore. That's how much the identity is lost because of how all over the place the trainer set is. Sets, yeah. That's the thing. It's like, so it's with the Japanese sets. Is, so they're based around the game, right? That's that's the way it's it's pretty much always been, right? So Brilliant Stars is based around the base game of Platinum Arceus. Correct. Yeah. And then Astral Radiance is based on like the final boss in the game of of Platinum Arceus. And then um uh, Lost Origin. Is Lost is Lost Origin, right? Yep, that's correct. Lost Origin. Yeah, that's based on like the final Giratina fight. 
Sorry to anyone who's not played the game. I'm just spoiled the ending feeling. But oh, like, it's been ruined. But like, I'm sorry. I think there's a so, there's a time limit that if you haven't played it. Then... <laughs> I, I've actually, to be fair, I've never actually beaten the game all the way I've to the end. I've not got that far in the game. But um, but that's the thing is like, so they are based around events, but like you said, they're so bloated and huge because of the reason which I will another hill I'm ready to die on is that people who collect now don't have the patience to collect slowly because the they don't that, that, that because, is true and, because and they also... don't need to though because I'm not no, saying it's that... I'm not saying it's like the collector's fault but it's like when you were you know when you were a kid right if you went to a shop and said can I buy the entire box they'd probably say no that's true no, that, now, that is true but now you can buy like 10 cases on release crack them open have every card in the set within two weeks and be done Mm. That that is very true, and as someone who completes a lot of set, and some of the sets once you complete them, they kind of lose the value because it's kind of like you've lost the fun in collecting. I do agree with that, but at the same time, one thing I will say is I think one of the issues with collecting nowadays as well is it's kind of like when is the right time to buy, right? Because back in the day when a set would come out, the first few months or the first year when it was in print would be a good time to buy it because after it went out of print, it would go up in value, right? Now with English, it's all over the place because sometimes a set. After two years, for example, you take Rebel Clash, a base set, uh, Sword and Shield, most of the big cards in that set have gone down in value so much since they've come out, right? Even though they're out of print, technically speaking. But then you have some cards that are anomalies. So, for example, Evolving Skies. If I bought most of the Evolving Skies cards I was missing in the last few months, when it first came out, they were actually cheaper than they are now. So, for example, yeah. if you go for if you go to the Umbreon V Art, which is the last card I need for the set, that is about floating at around 80, 90 pounds. I remember when it first came out, because I had it one saved in my my um my eBay listing watch list, it sold for about 45 pounds. So it's doubled in value. Even though the set is not technically I mean it's, it's we haven't had a print in a while, but it's not out of print and it's relatively common. But that's what I'm saying. So like this is why I think is well people are rushing to buy because you don't know where the price of things are gonna fluctuate. Another prime example of that is Astral Radiance Machamp R. When that first came out, that card was selling day one, 28 pounds. I remember people selling them on, on Facebook for about 25 to 30 pounds. Now it's about, I think last time I checked, it's about 70, 80 pound card. So it's kind of that rush as well, because like, oh shit, the card might go up in value. I need, I need to buy it now, if that makes sense. Yeah, like, everything has... Evolving Skies or Arts have ebbed and flowed so much in price though. Because isn't it due another reprint? It's, this is the thing. Everything has like FOMO pricing. Yeah, agreed. So, so like, much. The biggest example is, as of recording this, it's the thirty first of July, right? The special delivery Charizard first. I knew wave what were you going to talk about. I knew you said. Got sent go out. <laughs> yes, yesterday. And I know someone, and I won't drop names, but he knows who he is, and he won't listen to this. I know, I know who this is. Yeah, he I sold his. I also know who this is. For, for £250. Do I blame him? No. That is it's an absolutely absurd amount of money for, for a free card. And bear in mind, he sold it without that person 100% knowing that he has it, because he obviously doesn't have it in hand yet. Okay? Yeah. It's, it's... And doesn't even know the condition of the card. And C, doesn't even know the actual value when it comes out, because the majority of the people that I know who applied for a code got a code. And that shit, that's sorry, that, that, that like campaign was open for so long. We don't know the exact number. And bear in mind, they've had years to keep that's printing 10, this card. Because you need to remember something. If this card was supposed to come out, I, th- I want to say two years ago. It was over a year ago for sure. Yeah, that's because 10, it was, because it, it was, it's a really old. If you look at the number of the, you know, the Sword and Shield promo number of the Black Star promo, it's so old. So 
for me how rare is it because if it's already selling for 250 now and bear in mind the special delivery picture when that first came out that sold for a lot more after about a month of it being out who knows what this is going to be when it drops day one so shout out to him for selling it but that's what i'm saying like it, it, it's, it's the fomo for sure definitely it's the FOMO, yeah. especially countries that they couldn't get it because obviously it was only i think it was u.s canada you... and england exclusive i think uk exclusive yeah, right. this is the thing as well. It's like, so the I think that the reason that, so I was having this discussion with someone the other day. I can't remember who it was a while ago actually. That the price of all of the all arts from, so I mean, all arts aren't new, right? There's all arts in X Y sets, but they yeah. usually they usually all arts came into their own in Sun and Moon, didn't they? Yeah, they usually yeah. Se- usually secret rare. So like in in Breakpoint, mm. you've got Mewtwo. In Fates Collide, you've got the Alakazam. In Steam Siege, you've got Volcanion and Gardevoir. It's like they are all arts, but people didn't at the time think they were particularly all arts because there was only like one in each set. So they just, you know, they just call them secret res because they are. Um, but the prices of those have gone up like a lot because people are like retrospectively finding them and want to complete the full art set. Yeah, I'm trying to buy which is, which, arts as well. Which, which is a then... which is a good which is a good collection because it's it's not a huge amount of cards in the grand scheme. Yes, Benny though, that's the issue. No, no, 100, yeah. percent especially especially the Vmax ones because most Vmax alt arts, which we're kind of stopping doing that. Most most of the uh, alt arts coming out in Japan and English at the moment is Vs, but the Vmaxes, for example, if you look at the online estimated pull rates when people open like thousands of boxes, they're so low. So like the Rayquaza Vmax from Evolving Skies. And even the Umbreon VMAX from Revolving Skies is so lowly like pulled. That's why they're raw. They're you know over a hundred pound cards each. Like I think the Rayquazas at the moment's floating around about one forty, and last time I checked, Umbreon was about one sixty. So like it's very rare for raw cards, like not graded value cards, raw cards to be over a hundred pounds when the set is relatively new. It's Evolving it, it, Skies hasn't been that is not like vintage. You know, a hundred plus count pounds for a card in a set. It, it, it's quite crazy in, in the modern times because if you compare it to like all the other cards in the set, like in other sets, forget Evolving Skies because normally, most other sets, most of the cards like the rainbows, the golds, the full arts, they, they're normally 20 or less pounds on average. Honestly, some, some sun and moon sets are ridiculous. So like I... Oh, mate. I opened a Burning it's Shadows so pack bad. a while ago. For It came in like a box or something. And... um. I opened it and I got a rainbow rare and obviously it wasn't Charizard because mm. why would it be? But I got I got an amazing rare not an amazing rare, a rainbow rare Galissapod and it legitimately is worth less than the pack. Mm. It was I think I did it that was, in Prison the other day. Yeah, like Burning Shadows is eight quid a pack, I think it's six pounds on eBay. So if I sold yeah. it on Instagram it would be even less. It'd be like a fiver. And I, I think I done that the other day. I put it on eBay. I put it on eBay and Instagram, and it just didn't sell. Yeah, but also to be fair, it's it's it also based on what kind of Pokemon it is. Because obviously, if it's a Charizard, any card of a Charizard is worth something. But Galissapod, like, I don't know many people who have it in their top ten. But it's just crazy that that you can pull the highest rarity available in the set, and you still don't make your money back. And that's that's what what, goes bad about modern. But that's why Evolving Skies for me is such a like an amazing anomaly because we've never seen this in a set where like major like not majority but like almost almost any art you pull in a booster box of Evolving Skies if you got it at retail for like one ten if you pull like one of one of the top like t- 
15 cards in the set, you've almost completely made your money back. Because how much most are of your... Um... Sorry, how much how are much Evolving are... Skies booster packs, booster boxes? Booster boxes at the moment, because I haven't seen any in stock. So the last ones I bought, I bought a couple just for my sealed collection. They were about 125 But yeah, the last time I checked, I haven't... Yeah, I haven't found any anyone selling any. Apparently, there's a small reprint coming in America in September because Poker have talked about it. Um, yeah, but you can get it on Magic Madhouse for one. Yeah, that one one four four, which is technically exactly retail nice. because if you do thirty six packs times three nine nine. Yeah, this yeah, still like, doesn't feel bad, you know. No, I'm, it isn't. I'm it not, isn't bad. I'm because not, if you, you pull, know, I'm not advising okay. anyone. I'm not advising anyone to do anything because I'm not an expert. But f- buy that because. These yeah. that that is the set that in five years time I hate people when they're like if I put it in my cupboard for ten years it'll be worth loads but genuinely evolving skies if you if you keep it for like three years two three years it will be worth six seven hundred pounds a box because mm. people will be like oh I remember that set it had Numbrian in it and a great I think that for um blasting uh, brilliant stars as well just because of Charizard or what. So I, I want I wanted to I wanted to so talking about what you just said, even though I'm again I'm not a financial advisor either, right? We <laughs> just talked we just talked about Rebel Clash and how I think it's one of the worst sets ever, right? Okay. Now that's out of print. Okay. Is that like two hundred quid? Wait, that's what I was gonna say, right? So this set Sorry. is is let's be honest, yeah. This set is for all extensive purposes, I'm not gonna say it's one of the worst sets, but for all extensive purposes, like no no one we know or most people we know would say that this is even in close to their top 100 set yeah let's be honest right this set on average is now selling on ebay for over 200 pounds because out of print right now if a set like rebel clash is going to double in price in less than three years okay evolving skies a set which has pretty much let's be honest here about 30 cards which are chase cards and worth money in in a three years time will it is it crazy to say that evolving skies will double I don't think it is. Again, I'm not a financial advisor. Please don't put your money where I've said to. I'm just saying as an example. If you, if you just look at the statistics of Pokemon in general, anything sealed goes up in value. And if it's, you know, a high demand item or 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 Pokemon in the set or on the actual merchandise that is popular, such as like Charizard, Mewtwo, and so on, then you you expect it to go up in value. And Evolving Skies is not technically out of print. And but we're coming to the end of Sword and Shield, and we all know that normally when an, a generation ends, the printing of the old cards doesn't happen that frequency. Frequently, obviously, we've had some exceptions of that because we had technically we were going to have a reprint of Cosmic Eclipse, even though we haven't fully had it as boost boxes. We are getting packs trickled down in like RCS boxes and stuff. So if it is coming out of print, logically, if you do want to store something in your cupboard. That would be a good set. A Brilliant Stars is another set too because it's two of the most hottest Pokemon in Pokemon. Charizard and Arceus, or Arceus, however you say it. I think it's all about opportunity cost at, at this level. 100%. Because a hundred, let's say it's 140 quid for argument's sake. You could probably put that elsewhere within the hobby and have bigger returns. You think? Yeah. Because... Uh, Go like on, you said, I agree. No, I I'm think... curious. No, I, no. I, I agree with Cam. I think I think storing booster boxes is what I would deem as like a dumb investment. And I don't mean dumb as it's in like... It's a safe investment. Like I don't mean dumb as in like you're an idiot. I mean dumb no, no, as in 100%. like it requires very little expertise to... It requires very to, little oh, expertise, 100%. very little effort to keep... Yeah. And you'll probably hit 5% year on year. It, it, it's like your, um, like your Vanguard stock. It, it will give you... Yeah, but see, see, but that's but that that you said. No, no, I get that. No, I hundred percent get that. But with argument's sake, 
I can give you an example of, of, of sets that are not relatively old. They're only like five years old and they're not even close to like 5% a year. They've been much more than that. For example, uh, is that Umbro because we've had the boom? Were they before no, the boom? No, even before the boom. Like, for example, Unbroken Bonds. Before the boom, when that was out of print, that was going for good money. And now I don't even know how much a booster box. I haven't really looked at that. That died off. To be that fair, that is, that is true. And a, a Unbroken Bonds yeah. is objectively not a very off. good set. Yeah, mm. and Unbroken Bonds. And, okay, I know Cosmic Eclipse is a good set. I'm, I'm I love that set. I've got a box I'm of not, that set. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and say it's not a good set. It is, of course, a good set. But like that, that's gone crazy. And even though the boom has died off, and even I, to be fair, the reprint kept being cancelled. Obviously, it did help that go up in value. I do agree. But yeah, it is a safe investment. But that's for me. That's where um, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. And of course, again, like I said, it's you know, it's I'm not a financial. Saying it's not a bad investment. I, I, I would no, no. But that's what I'm saying. If you compare investments, like let's say for example, right now you had. 150 pounds in your bank account in your savings collecting interest right what is the interest rate you're getting most people are getting like what 0.2 percent if that i wish okay. i was getting 0.2 percent no Jeez. i think that yeah, so any, regardless that. regardless we're getting that even if you're getting a one percent right even if you're getting one percent <clears> let's say i'm gonna say yeah one percent of 150 pounds is one pound 50 okay right man are we agreeing here? Yeah, it's one pound fifty for one ten. Yeah, right. If you stored, if you just, if you stored an evolving skies booster box for for two for one year, yeah, in a year's time, you bought one four four. Even if it, as long as it hits one four five fifty in a year's time, you've made your money back, and it probably will go more than that. And and prime examples of this, because if you want to compare it to like Japanese, I know that Japanese normally booster boxes in Japanese because they're so much printed, way less and way less print like reprints. But still, if you compare Japanese booster boxes, for example, like Evolving Skies, up until we had a room of a reprint, those boxes were going for dumb money. Like it's only been less than two years, and EV Heroes was going for like one fifty. But uh, that's a booster it, box again. See what I'm saying? EV Heroes was a specialty set in Japan, though, no? It was a specialty set, but still, it was like you know, for it's example, it's different parameters as a set set, like Eclipse. No, uh, no, I, but that's where I'm talking about. This is what I'm telling you about English. That's the problem with English. Yeah. Don't have an identity. No, you know what I'm saying, and so bloated that it's, and as well, like as someone who's opened up a lot of evolving skies because I wanted to master set. I can't tell you how many I've opened in total, but probably I'd say somewhere in the region of about twelve booster boxes in total. Yeah, I didn't get any good pulls. Right, most of the booster boxes I got was I got not that I'm looking for value, but in terms of big cards, I only made like. 40 50 pound per booster box so i made a loss pretty much every booster box but my story was is that like booster boxes are, are are a good investment but the problem with other cards being a good investment is th they can fluctuate so i get what you're saying about being dumb but at the same time it, for me it's more smart to be with the the safe investment especially nowadays when like everything's That's... going expensive and like electricity fuel you name it so i'd Again, rather the... take the five percent but that's like a low risk tolerance but the thing is, I don't, I, when I say dumb, I don't mean like as in dumb as in like it's stupid. I mean like as in no. it's, it's 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 the the Low safety IQ. the the safety of it is what makes it. No, it's because you can just put it away and not have yeah, to worry like, about it. Like all you have I'm to just... do, like so, I I found one. I found an evolving skies booster box for one hundred and thirty-seven pounds. It's not bad, right? Price. So it's so it's under retail. I genuinely found one thirty-four. I, I found I it one thirty-four. Yeah, so mine's on Hills Cards. Who shout out to Total Cards. Shout out to Hills Cards because they are great. Um, I've done oh, it's out of stock. Really Ignore me. But yeah, so I'm pretty sure this one is in stock because they have it on their eBay. So yeah. Um, oh, they have loads. So buy them up now. <laughs> yep, I'm literally about to order one. But, so, uh, but it's but opportunity cost, that's all. But this is the thing, right? Like, yeah, so it's, it's opportunity cost. 
can most people can't afford to sit on 140 pounds mm. worth of just like in 140 pounds worth of savings and again you can make more if you play if you if you grade uh like 100%. if you grade if you grade smartly I don't grade everything like the the time for grading everything is over yep um which I went out the window which, of 8 pounds which, which which I'm glad in a way because searching for stuff on eBay now is literally going through the trenches for most cards now yeah but like so but you can also like so so now because it's it's a hard time right to save money currently it's really tough. but for that reason if you're being smart and you're buying and you're selling on ebay especially you can make a lot of money but now's the time to buy if you can afford it but again oh, po- pokemon is so vast like my advice would be if anyone tries to do this, it's like pick a niche. So like maybe your niche is PSA ten Japanese cards and just familiarize yourself with the prices of them roughly. And then just, just see what's going on auction. Especially like so it's a twenty it's a eighty percent off fees weekend this weekend. From next Friday to next Monday, just see what auctions are are going. Yep. Just, just go I 100% on, like, agree with this. Just I go on, 100% just, agree with this. Just go on eBay, just go on ending soonest, and just see, you know, you'll see so many things where you're like, that's overpriced, don't care about that. But like every now and again, you'll see something, and yeah, you might get outbid, and you might end up not getting it, because it goes for more than you expected. But like, it's all about learning. Like, so I, I recently did this, so I just was, I constantly eBay search PSA 10 football. And oh, I, just, I picked up some stuff, like super cheap. And like, yeah, yeah you're you really might, good at it. You might pick up something cheap and then be like, okay, well, I'm stuck with this now. But eventually, like, so I went to the card show and I traded like two or three of the things away that I that I bought. Ooh. And it's, you know, it's just, it's nice. No, 100%. And, I, and, and, and even though, like, I don't want to, like, I don't want to say give away my secrets, but at the same time, I don't want more people doing what I'm doing. But, like, I'll give you an exa- exactly what you said. I completely agree. So, for example, I'm going to call you out on this, not on Rube. But Mark introduced me to, for those listening, to, um, I can't remember what, what this is, it's CP5, um, but the Dream Shine set, okay? So, Mark introduced me to this set. And when he showed us his returns from PSA, he got really good returns. I absolutely fell in love with the set. And I was like, you know what? It's such a good set. So I've been looking at it, individual cards and the prices of them are pretty nuts. Like overall, it's quite expensive to get the whole set. English, like in England or even getting them abroad in Japan, they're not cheap because they're not a relatively common set to find, right? So this guy, this is a prime example of what Mark's saying. I just typed in just for fun. I just typed in, I searched because I love Darkrai. It's probably my favorite, overall favorite Pokemon. So searching Darkrai, and this popped up just randomly, right? This guy was selling a full, almost complete collection of Dreamshine CP6, CP5. And when I tell you these cards are mint, I ask for photos like to see what they were like. They were frigging clean. So I've, I'm not going to tell you how much I paid. I, I'm just sending them a picture. So it's pretty much every single one of the full arts and then most of, most of the main set. How much do you think that should be worth? Honestly, like, don't know. I don't I know mean, that set at all. I mean, conservatively, I'd say for the full arts, maybe like a tenner each, and for the rest of them, maybe like three or four. That is very yeah. cheap, to be fair. So that's that's but, on the cheaper end, and I I one hundred percent agree. So but, so but that I've would, been that, that would be what ninety, and then there's two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen, sixteen, eight. We'll say twenty just for ease. So that's like a hundred and sixty quid. 
Yeah, so 160 pounds, for example, for this set. And for someone who, for example, I like Darkrai, getting a CP, CP5 Darkrai um, from, from uh, Dreamshine in like near mint to mint condition is very hard, especially because Dreamshine, they're glossy. So to get, like, most of them get scratched because, you know, they're glossy. Anything with glossy texture or like hollow is, you know, we know this in Pokemon, they get they get damaged quite easily, sadly. This guy had like almost a complete near mint set, mint set that he's just kept. This went as on auction, and I was just watching. I said, let me check it out. I bought it for £90. What's crazy, right, is if you grade one wow. of the full arts and it gets a 10 and you sell it, it's more than that. That's exactly what I'm saying. So what you're that's saying... That's opportunity that's cost. That's exactly the opportunity cost. Like, even if right now I was to split this out and sell each card individually on eBay, I would definitely make more than £90, without a shadow of a doubt. Even if you sent it to grading on the cheapest that you could possibly send it, you'd still make money. And all the Dream Shines, even in a PSA 9, is still worth a decent... It's not worth a shiz ton of money, but it's worth a decent amount of money. But this is exactly what Mark was saying. This is about being smart. So it, obviously not everyone has a lot of time in their hands, and even I don't. Like, I, for full disclosure, I work two jobs technically, because me and Cam run trust grading, which Mark's already talked about, and then obviously I have my normal you know, day job. So even with my two jobs, if you've got five, ten minutes spare and you want to be smart with it, you can still find bargains in this day and age. It's just if you're willing to put the effort in, oh. there you go. Talking of that, I so I've done, I had, um, had my ex- January 20, uh, February 2021 Express PSA back from Grady Gem a couple of weeks ago. And I had Did like you? the, yeah, I had the um, Secret Red VMAX Charizard shiny big rainbowy thing boy from champions path yeah, yeah that's one yep. and i sold that and i sold a couple of others i kind of been left with money that i don't necessarily have things to buy because i don't want to buy for collection at the moment because i think it's a little bit too high for what i want but i have i have a friend of mine who who likes his sports he's not really into cards and i've said to him look because he's got time well i think he has time i said to him look i'll give you this X amount of money, and I think if you can, if you spend time doing research, you could do a little bit of what Mark does. It's his PSA ten cards for like twenty p. I think if you could do that and do a little bit of that, get some raw and get some grading, you could make money. But it's the time aspect that stops people and definitely stops me. One hundred percent. Because I could easily spend five hundred quid on. Modern booster boxes, all Evolving Skies. You get a case of Evolving Skies for like 700 quid or whatever. And they never think about it and it'll be fine. But if I'd have spent two hours researching and two hours trudging through the depths of eBay and by Japan and on Mercari uh, and all of that, I could make 5x my money in no time. You have to get lucky and you have to you know, find the right things, but it's definitely still doable. It just takes time. The thing is, as well, it's like, so if you go out and you buy a case of Evolving Skies, you have a case of Evolving Skies. I would also open it because right. I have no self-control. I mean, I would mm-hmm. too. But like, also, <laughs> but like you That's might, fine. Give it to me. I can, might... I'm going to start Trust Vault. That's it. Trust Vault. <laughs> but, Five pound a month. <laughs> you might scroll through eBay for three hours and not find anything worth buying. Yeah. And, it's and then like, that's a waste. Yeah. And it's just like, well, you know, I've essentially wasted my evening. That I could have been spent doing something else, but like, yeah, eventually you'll find something and you'll be like, "This is a bargain." It's, it's also, true. It's also the thing is, it's just marginal gains, right? It's like mm. it's little, you know, every, so five percent here. 
And also another thing is like, don't be afraid to just take a loss. Just for the oh, great. Oh, 100%. Because like, I've, I've, I've bought stuff and then realized that I overpaid or I, I've got, so I've got a box next to me of like my stuff that I will sell in the future. And in there, I, I bought a slab. It was an SGC 10 and it's got a huge chip out the back. Ooh, like, ouch. like, it, like it, it's probably what, the like, card or the, or the great, or the slab, the card. Oh. Ouch. So it should be like a seven. And like I only paid twenty, I think I paid like twenty-two quid for it. But like I won't be able to sell that. But I've made enough money back from the things that I have sold that that card essentially has been paid for. And you know, if, Mate, if you just... could make money in everything you invested in, no one would not be like we'd invest. But it wouldn't be investing, would it? Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. It would be just well, I don't even know what the word is. It's just amazing. <laughs> I wish it was happening that way, but. If we're going to talk about L's, I'll tell you the fattest L I took. So this was just when the peak started happening when Logan Paul was drumming up the hype. I was in love with one of my favorite cards of all time is the Stained Glass Birds from the Great Hidden Face ETB. I love this card. I think it's beautiful, right? It's a beautiful and, card. And I was looking online. I was going to buy a PSA 9 one. And then I saw a PSA 10 one went for a good amount. I think it was £190 at the time. And it was a lot lower than market value. And I just love the card. I bought it. I was like, yes, I want this. Look at the price of a PSA 10 SM120 stained glass birds PSA 10 on eBay. I've made a fat L on that card. But like like Mark said, you can't always assume to make profit. If, if it was that way, we'd, it'd be amazing, but it isn't. You're going to make, let's say, six out of 10 times you'll make profit. The other four, you might make a loss. But you, as long as you're overall in, you know, in the profit, it is what it is. Hmm. Also, I think I aim to make profit two out of 10 times. Also, never, never underestimate the value of losing money but gaining knowledge. Yeah, true. That's true. Because Jeez, like you got deep on it. Well, no, it's, just, it's just like you know, if you lose money, you just won't do it again. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. You'll be more careful next time, or you won't go what? down that niche ex- avenue. So, so exactly what you just said is exactly the reason why I really wanted all the special delivery Pokemon before I like as soon as I saw special delivery Pikachu, I was like, I want this. Yeah, I want it as well. I, I, I didn't originally want the grade. I wanted it raw, but I, I want it. When they first came out, they were, I, I remember someone was selling them to me for £50. I was like, no, that's too much for a, just a generic, shiny promo. I think that's way too much. Then they shot up. I don't know if you remember this. This was kind of during the uh. They shot up to about £300. I was like, over my dead body, I'm paying £300 for this card. Like, I like it, but it's not that nice. I recently bought a PSA 9 one for about £120. All right. So I learned my lesson from that. Don't buy in the FOMO time. Like when it was 300 pounds, I was like, oh, I should buy it before it gets 500. I was like, no, I'll rather wait. Like, I'm not going to pay that much money for it. And look, I got a graded. So yeah, PSA 9, special delivery Pikachu for 120 pounds. I'll take that any day of the week over a raw Mm. one. That might not even be a nine. It might be an eight because they were so badly packaged that most of them aren't nines and 10 worthy. Most of them are like six and uh, seven and eight. Sorry. This, so this could be potentially what happens. The thing is, right, so potentially they'll do the same again with the special delivery Charizard, but nobody knows. So maybe they might come in like a cardboard sleeve this time. You hope so with so, your pin. So, oh yeah, so I, I ordered two brushes <laughs> and my, my girlfriend was like, oh, I want the Snorlax pin. And I was like, are you serious? <laughs> You're going to ruin it. You were so smart putting plushies, man. I wish I read that comment before I ordered mine because I would have done the exact same. I would have hollered at anyone in the Discord and be like, "Does anyone want a plushie on me?" Because yeah. I just want yeah. something that works. I am. Um, I got a. I got the Dragonite plush. It's really cool. Gigi. 
I was gonna get the I was gonna get the ground one, but it's not very nice, the Pokemon Center one. Yeah, the the Hisuian one that I got from you from Japan, that one was really nice, but the regular yeah. Growlithe is a bit is a bit meh. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. So I got a Dragonite and then my girlfriend got a Psyduck and then because it's twenty pounds a rover, that came to like nineteen ninety eight. So so she bought the pin as well. It's funny you say that. Do you remember when I talked about that? I wanted that um, playmat, the the Gengar Pikachu playmat, the Kazar. Oh uh, yeah. And it was nineteen pounds and ninety nine p. And I have to pay postage unless it's over twenty pounds. So just out of principle, I told you guys, I was like, I'm not buying it because <laughs> I'm not paying. I'm not paying like three or four pounds postage when it's I'm one p off free postage. Literally one p. I genuinely it was almost perfect. bought the. Uh, I genuinely almost bought the Gengar bag. Ooh, that's a nice bag, you know. But that gets what that is. me about that. I think it's breezy. I kind of want it. Guess what? How much that is? Is it nineteen ninety nine? Yes, it is. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> so, so we um, my, my girlfriend's like, "What's the cheapest thing they sell?" The cheapest thing on Pokemon is literally one booster pack. It's three ninety nine. Yeah, that's hey. what I bought. I bought. I just bought six Evolving Skies sleeve booster packs. I was like, that. That's over twenty pound. Go ahead. Good investment. Because guess what? Five of them is under twenty pound. Oh, do you know what else? Three ninety nine each. Do you know what else? Damn it! Investment. The half booster boxes because they have excellent pull rates and they're usually less than half the price of a booster box. I was looking at them the other day. There's a couple on eBay. Where do I have a question? Where do they get sold? Because I see these all the time on eBay, but I've never seen them in real life. See them in my niece local. Yeah, they usually they usually like corner shops and stuff like. Oh, okay, because uh, it's like smaller stock value for them to buy. Got makes sense. Yeah, like if you, if you think about it, like most corner shops would struggle to sell a full booster box. Yeah, it'd sit there for ages. Especially, I mean, especially now, because like not in know. my not in my area. So in my area, like near me, there's literally um about five or six schools. So they would sell like hotcakes. Uh, yeah, I know. Especially. Especially kids nowadays, they get tantrums. Like, let's be honest, you've seen those bright kids who are like, Mommy! Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> that just reminded me of Stewie Griffin, who was like, Mommy! Mama. Mommy! Mom! Lewis! Mom. Yeah. The thing is, that happens, that happens on, like a day, on a daily basis, where like... Oh, yeah, because you... Oh, yeah, you work in Smiths? Oh, see, what's your I kid not. I, uh, there was a woman in... I think, was it today or yesterday? Anyway, it was like this, this weekend sometime. And she had the best attitude to parenting ever, which is to talk to your child like they're just a human, like a normal human being. But she, she just like, she did not hide her, any of her emotions. Like, she was like, you have, to, you know, you have toys at home you don't play with. And then her kid got like annoyed and, got, you know, got a little bit like stroppy. And then she was like, fine, just pick a piece of plastic and I'll buy it for you and you can throw it away in two months. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good that's so gonna be mark that's so gonna be you bro i I made a rule that when i have kids i'm not speaking to i'm not doing baby talk they will be i will be speaking to them like adults but yeah. i think that's better though because if they can yeah. articulate themselves to you then if you understand each other yeah. better i think it works out in your favor i'll speak to my i'll speak to my dog like a child that is a child yeah. it's it's yeah. it's, a it's, a, it's a forever baby it's a forever baby literally literally I was going to say just one quick thing, talking about the special delivery Charizard, as we were talking about, like I told you how old it is, it's Sword and Shield promo number 075. Yeah, it's in the um, it's in the Zashian and Zamazenta player Those manual. premium, are they the premium ETB thing, right? Yeah, the ones that came out like a year ago. Yeah, exactly. It's, there I you go, this it's, it's not even the last promo in that. I think the last promo is actually the Zashian and Zamazenta. Yeah, so there's so many Sword and Shield. I mean, I think we're on like 250-something now. 
I don't know the exact number. I'd have to check it. And like, for some reason, Pokelector uh, is not working right now. But anyways, my story is like, we're talking about 075. So this is pretty much first to second year of Sword and Shield. That's how old it is. So I truly believe after they saw what happened with like Special Delivery Bidoof, which is actually still currently more expensive than the Pikachu because it was more rare. The, the Charizard, I think they've absolutely just demolished the printing of this, which I'm not mad about. They did. That's why they proposed it, wasn't it, originally? Yeah, because let's be real, it was going to get scalped to shiz, and It was it going to be, be done at the same time as Pikachu, right? Yeah, because look at Pikachu on the ball is a prime example of this. Pikachu oh, the I was ball, thinking that, that was, When that was coming out, yeah, this is supposed to be a non-hollow, for kids promo. And like, although I do want promos, I do like Braxar promos, I'm, I'm a sucker for them, I'm not going to lie. Um, I still wouldn't go out of my way to steal it from a kid. Like, I'm not that person, yeah? I would rather the kid get it. They participated. It's made for kids to get them into football and activities. Good for no. you, yeah? The, the way they but, handed them out was just nonsensical. It's they like, were asking, oh, yeah, but they were asking for it to get scalped because literally you get sent it in one package to the owners or, like, the managers of the club, right? Yeah. So if that person wanted to make money for his team, and bear in mind, I'm not judging them because some of the managers did sell it to make money for their teams to get them kits and stuff. Not all of them, but some of them, you know. So but I guess that's dumb expensive. But, but yeah, that's but what you, got, you got what like I think you got like fifteen promos sent to you, right? They I were think selling, it was twenty actually. Yeah, yeah, they were selling for like six, seven hundred pounds each, and that well, when they first came out, they were even more than that. But like, say they're grand. Say they're five hundred. Say they're five hundred each. You've just made ten grand for your team. And 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 Why for something you... that is technically free, because once you signed yeah. up, you got it for free. Very also, much. I like I know children like Pokemon cards. But if you said to a child, I sold our Pikachus and you don't have to pay for football for two years and we're getting new football goals and new kits and new balls, like, they're not going to care. They're just going to be like, okay, well, I, 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 you know, even though I'm seven, I understand that that is a fair trade. (laughs) And and, and it's even worse because it's not even just about that. Like, let's say that the coach was a legit person who didn't think about money and just gave each one to, you know, a kid on the team, right? If that kid goes to school and some older kids like Tim, I'll give you £10 for that card. They're going to say, yes, please. Take the card, give me my £10, right? Yeah. That's the problem with it is like they printed it so in a, in a such a... Especially during the boom, which didn't help the situation. Yeah. They were asking for it to get robbed. So as soon as that came, got announced, it was coming out in game, I honestly have not been that happy with a win for Pokemon in a long time. Because I was like, I do want that promo. I like completing sets. We've made that very clear. But I'm not paying that much money for a non-hollow promo that has been literally taken out of kids hand no thank you to be fair Isn't it... they never actually got distributed though because the the whole no. promotion got cancelled because it was it was literally play football in person at a tournament or like a, no, but, an yeah, FA event but they sent then... they sent it out so if they were if you like me personally each of their own but if i was a manager of the a football a futsal team and i got sent this promotional products for the kids Although, like, I know that the kids, I can't meet them in person. I would still, they would still be their cards. Like, this one will be for Mark. This one will be for Cam. I couldn't just sell them like that. So I don't blame the manager at the same time. But still, like, they are technically kids' cards. They are meant for the general public. I also have now, to... Now they are. I'll be honest, though. Like, if if I was... If my kid brought home a card and I knew it was worth, like, a grand, I would probably just be like, I will sell this for you and I will buy you, you know... 500 pounds worth pokemon cards i probably wouldn't because that would spoil them but i'd just be like you know what you can you know you i'll I'll sell it and i'll take you to the toy shop and you can have whatever you want like and then the rest of it can go in your savings yeah just like it's it's irresponsible to give that much 
it's irresponsible to give that card to a child knowing how much it's potentially worth. But it's yeah. even more irresponsible to make make someone make that decision for the child. Because it just that's, seems that, it just issue. seems that... it just seems massively unfair. Like you can't win, right? Either you take a card, you take you literally take a card from a child and sell it, or you let the child have it and knowingly let them ruin the chance to make more money. See, it's this so this is the argument I actually had this exact philosophical argument with my parents because I used to collect when I was a kid like model cars, like 118, 120 scale cars. I used to love them. Every time my dad used to go for work in like Germany or Belgium or wherever in Europe, he would bring me back one of them, like a Ferrari and you know, an old school E type Jaguar, something like that, right? Now, Beautiful if they were, if they 100%. So if they were kept in their box, obviously I'm a kid, but if they were kept in their box, or even if my parents like told me certain ones of them, like, keep this in your box and we'll get you like a, a Hot Wheels version of it because they were literally like mass produced. If they were kept sealed on my display, I'd be laughing right now because the value of them would have been so crazy. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, you kind of got to draw the line. Like, do you want to let the kid have fun or do you want to do with the right decision in, in the long term for the kid? That's kind of, you see what I'm saying? The gray area. Yeah. Because like, I... I'm, if, because if my parents back in the day were like to me, oh yeah, all your first edition Team Rocket hollows, we're going to put them in sleeves, top loader, and they're going to be kept in, in a box and you can only look at them, you know, through the plastics. That, so would never wish, that would have never flied, you know, with me as a kid. But in hindsight, I wish my parents did do that. I mean, let's be real. Back in those times when Pokemon first came out, who knew what a sleeve was? I didn't even know what a sleeve was. I, I People didn't think that, that Pokemon would be what it was is now. As well as never yeah, done. apparently, apart from uh, oh, apparently Card, Card Bazaar's dad. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> who um, they had they had the great the great system of like buy one and keep one. Yeah, so mad. They, so yeah, they like bought, bought two boxes of Rocket, opened one, put the other one in the loft. Now he has just loose Rocket packs hanging about. He also got them on discount because he used to see them in Woolworths when Woolworths was closing down for a pound. And him and his yeah. brother, apparently this was like, his brother was like, oh, we should just buy them there a pound. And I mean, in hindsight, a pound at that time was still a money. Like the pound nowadays, let's be honest, you, some drinks you can't, but you can't buy a Red Bull for a pound. But at that okay. time, a pound was money, you know, it was a decent amount. Because I remember when, when those Team Rocket packs came out and like Woolworths was obviously closing <laughs> down and stuff. I remember cinema tickets were like five pounds each, five, six pounds each. Now where I am, I don't know where you are, Mark, and where you are, Cameron, but where I am, like most cinema tickets in my area are like twelve pounds, thirteen pounds. Yeah, it's like fourteen quid a ticket. Yeah, it was my, just, uh, which that... my local cinema was pre-pandemic. You could get a ticket, a large drink, and a large popcorn for less than a tenner. Wow! It was, it was amazing. I don't even think mine was like that pre-pandemic. And then they Bro. they upped the price a little bit, and now it's like I think it's like thirteen quid. That's okay, so, so, so Mark, if I go to most most cinemas in because I live in like West London, it, most cinemas I would go to in my area, including like for example Westfield, White City, I couldn't even get the ticket for thirteen pounds. Just the ticket, not even the travelling, not even the parking. If I take my car, not even the popcorn, the drink, just literally. the pure ticket, I couldn't even get it for that cheap. Essex is the same. It's so dumb. But the thing is, it spoiled me because we went to the new one, the new cinema near where I live. It's not really that new. But it's like six months open to go. And it was, I went with my girlfriend. It was, we got two tickets, a popcorn and two drinks. And it was 30 quid. And I was like, are you, are you serious? <laughs> you, but is... you, that's what I'm saying. That, that's what I'm saying. So like a pound back in those days was that thing. Like, you know, a pound wasn't nothing to you. Whereas like not being rude, like a pound now 
it's a pound. Like I don't oh, want to yeah, be rude, I, but it's the I truth. Bought, I bought a can of coke earlier. It was a quid. I didn't even think about it. That that's that's exactly my point. Like back in the day, a pound. We were talking about this as pocket money. You'd get a pound, and you could buy like literally mm-hmm. a, a a full day supply. You could get a chocolate, a crisps, a drink, maybe a packet of stickers, and you still have change, right? Like I genuinely remember to this day when my mom used to give me forty p pocket money on a Friday to go to the local shop to get a drink. I would get a Panda Pop for twenty p, a Freddo yeah. for ten p, and then I would get loose like fruit salads for like one p each. Yeah. I would get ten sweets, a chocolate bar, and a fizzy drink. Panda Pops, RIP. Yeah, this was like uh-huh. for forty p. Now for forty p, you can't even buy a chocolate bar in Tesco's. Tesco's. I'm not talking about a local shop, which is normally more expensive. Tesco's kind of buy single chocolate bar for 40p. It's crazy that like, so pick and mix went from a thing that was dirt cheap to something that I honestly th- I blame the cinemas for this as well. Hmm. But things like was was dirt cheap, right? You could go into a shop and you could get like penny sweets and like fill up a full bag and it'd be like 150. Pick and mix now is the most expensive luxury item in the world. It's mad, <laughs> especially in the cinema. I swear it's like four pounds for a hundred grams or something. Yeah, it's like, uh, on a, like, the cinema near me is opposite of Tesco, and I'm like, I don't, you know, I'm, I was never one of those people who was like, like oh, let's just smuggle in the biggest item I can. <laughs> but honestly, if I have to say to anyone listening, if you buy pick a mix at the cinema, you are deranged. <laughs> that or you're a baller. You just t- take that money it. and invest in Evolving Skies booster boxes. <laughs> or give me that money, I'll invest it for you, and I'll take a cut, and you can have the rest. Or give that money to trust grading. Hi, it's it's me again. Um, this is the end of part one. Uh, thanks for listening. If you made it this far, part two will be out in a couple of days. Um, it's already it's already ready to go. Just you know, just lengthening out the content. But yeah, um, like, subscribe, follow me, everyone in the video. You know, you know the drill. Everything will be in the description. Um, but yeah, next part will lead on directly from this. So remember what's happened. Make notes if you want to. I'm not going to tell you what to do. Would I make notes? Maybe. I don't know. I have a really poor memory, so I might. But I will speak to you again in a couple of days. I th- so. As a treat, it made it to the end of this video. I'm planning to release this on Monday the 8th. It doesn't go out on Monday the 8th. You'll only know that if you made it this far. And then the next part I'm planning to release on Thursday, which is the 11th, I think. Yeah. So if I don't, you know, if I don't meet the schedule, then no one will know apart from the people who've made it this far. So that's your treat. You get to say what, if you made it this far and I lied, DM me on Instagram and tell me I'm a fraud. There you go. Enjoy that. Um, but anyway, yeah. So part two will be on in a couple of days. Or three days. And um, I hope you like this one. I hope you like the next one. And uh, I will speak to you all soon. Goodbye.